Hip-hop culture, though it began in New York in the 70s, by this point had spread across the entire U U.S. with scenes in Chicago, Minneapolis, and even Detroit. And so we'd see a lot of other rappers and hip-hop acts, huge ones, some of the biggest in the world, coming out of Detroit. Yo, it's Hatchet Chat with flurs and snacks. You juggalo homies talking hatchet tracks. There's hatchet beats and hatchet raps. The whole catalog's packed full of classic gems. And we talk about them all on, on Hatchet, hatchet Chat. Chat. Whoop, whoop. What up, y'all? MC Snacks here. A quick note about the episode before we actually get into it. It is a archived episode. We're going back and uploading the episodes that were just originally on YouTube. We're putting them on the podcasting networks, and this is the first one of that. And it's actually the first episode ever of Hatchet Chat. It originally came out on MC Lars's YouTube channel back in on January 11, 2018, it covers intelligence and violence by intelligence and violence. It's also considered an inner city posse release as well. And at the end of it, we're actually tacking on MC Lars's interview with D Lyrical, which is from a MC Lars podcast episode that came out just over a year later, January 21st, 2019. And D Lyrical is one half of intelligence and violence. So super cool. We thought it would be a cool thing to add to this episode. We hope you enjoy this old school MC Lars Juggalo Hatchet Chat flavor. Whoop, whoop. Hello everyone, welcome to Hatchet Chat with your boy MC Lars. This is episode one. I want to thank Fago Lovers for posting about this new series. And I want to thank y'all for checking this out. Let me explain what the series is going to be about. I'm going to try to do a video on every single release in Psychopathic's whole discography. I'm going to try to do one every few weeks. And I'm going to try to do other stuff based on other artists related to the label. So this could get super deep and this is a big project. But I'm so happy we're started, so let's begin. Why waste time? We're gonna start with inner city posses, intelligence, and violence. Now, as those of you watching this probably know, inner city posse was what Violent J first came up with before he decided to call the group ICP. And as those of you who have read Behind the Paint, Violent J's autobiography, he talks about how he had this dream at a certain point where these clowns came to him and they said, okay, we need you to create this whole character, this whole world of the Dark Carnival and ICP and Insane Clown Posse, and we need you to use it for a special message, which was revealed on the Wraith, the Six Jokers card. But I'm getting ahead of myself. What is the world ICP came from, and what did they reflect? Well, as a lot of you know, in the 1950s, Detroit had a sharp economic decline with the decline of auto manufacturing and industry. So if we look at post-Reagan capitalism, Insane Clown Posse kind of reflect this metaphor of the dark carnival as this freak show of the underclass with how people, poor people were looked down in America in the late 80s, early 90s. And so Violent J had this idea and a dream to be like, okay, well, the dark carnival is going to reflect all these different spirits. It's going to be this symbolic thing and we're going to make rap songs about it to help explain it. So that's the origin of the Insane Clown Posse. So what was the inner city posse? Well, this is one of the earliest tapes, if not the earliest tape, we can track down to learn about their whole message and methodology. It's, this tape features Violent J and D-Lyrical, which J later would say that he had D-Lyrical in the group because he had a karaoke machine so he could use his tape deck so they could record their parts back and forth. And Violent J's persona comes from this as kind of a counter character to D-Lyrical, who's the positive, intelligent, you know, kind of conscious battle rapper. And Violent J kind of espouses a belief in the benefits of violent crimes and justified by not 
seeing a lot of options in Detroit in this in this era and how this was the one way to get ahead. And I think also is worth noting is that hip-hop culture, though it began in New York in the 70s, by this point had spread across the entire U U.S. with scenes in Chicago, Minneapolis, and even Detroit. And so we'd see a lot of other rappers and hip-hop acts, huge ones, some of the biggest in the world, coming out of Detroit, but ICP was along the first wave. So what does this album sound like? Like, what are some of the songs and like, what are some of the topics? Alright, let's go track my track. Track one, the intro. This song is based on the It Takes Two beat, which we later hear on Forgotten Fresh's Volume 2 and Twisted's Most Tasteless, the It Takes Two beat, where Bylon J's like, what the was that? Never mind, turn it up. That is fat, right? And so that's that beat is on this first track. It's funny, it would later appear in ICP's catalog. Second reference. He references Nell Carter here, and he later references her on The Great Malenko. I have no idea who this person was. I had to Google her. Apparently, she was a singer who was in a show called Gimme a Break, and I, I didn't really understand that, but Violent J's showing his same pop culture references here. I thought that was pretty tight. It's also worth noting that D-Lyrical's not on the entire album. He's on like four of the ten songs, so it's kind of really a Violent J solo record, but D-Lyrical, I was researching, he, uh, he, there's a great interview of him that I'll post in the comments, and uh, interesting guy. He was at the reunion show. They did a, a Carnival Carnage reunion show last year in Detroit in August, and um, he was there. That's tight. Track two, Intelligence and Violence. Violent J references Wizard of the Hood, or he makes allusions to it, which is kind of tight, and he's kind of battling with D-Lyrical. There's a line he says, when I stole my ride, the tape was inside, meaning he stole a car and he envisions his tape being in there. And I think in Behind the Paint, he talks about this actually happening. So that's kind of a prescient lyric, which was kind of tight. We go to track three, Wizard of Del Rey. Now this is an interesting song because those of you familiar with the catalog know that uh, Wizard of the Hood was a Violent J solo record and it was also a track on Carnival of Carnage. And what I think is interesting here is he called it Wizard of Del Rey and that's a neighborhood in Detroit. People outside of outside of the Detroit and ICP fan base didn't really necessarily know what Del Rey was. So through ICP's expansion into the other records, we kind of see how he's able to expand the references. So as y'all know, Wizard of the Hood is a broader reference than Wizard of Del Rey. And so that's an interesting thing. You see ICP expanding with their local fan base to a more international fan base. The beat on Wizard of Del Rey is the same beat, I think, as Give Me That Blood from Dark Lotus. And correct me if I'm wrong, but like, it's the same. I'm like, did they use the same beat? I mean, it's just interesting to see the stems of things from this record that later appear on other psychopathic releases. This is the first track where he references Fago, which I think is awesome. I like the song because at the end, Jay's just laughing and laughing, and you can see how much fun he's having. You know what I mean? It's just like a weird moment where he's just laughing and going on and it's a crazy iconic Violent J laugh we all know and love. It's tight. On Violent J's The Mac, he has a reference to a Chinese kangaroo and he's the first of many slinky references we'll see. Gangster Co's kind of shows Jay's storytelling skills and he talks about uh, robbing a bank for $500 and a fago. Not bad. You can see he kind of like celebrates the pop. He also shouts out Too Dope on the song, who I think, correct me if I'm wrong, is scratching on this on this record. I think. On track eight, Something to Say, Violent J kind of has a big Daddy Kane flow, which is tight. Track nine, Violent Crimes. One of the greatest lyrics on this record is track nine, Violent Crimes. Jay goes, got more freaks than a gator's got teeth. That's funny. Finally, at the end, D-Lyrical goes, peace, and Violent J goes, nah, war. Just showing the two dichotomy of good and evil. And that's like a 
a theme we see throughout ICP's discography. Amazing Jekyll Brothers, Bizarre Bizarre, The Marvelous Missing Link, Lost and Found. It's just tight how like the, we just see the seeds of so much on this record and like though it's not produced super well like the, with the Mikey Clark production, it's iconic and it's important. And um, it's, a, it's an important record to start with. So that is Inner City Posse's Intelligence and Violence. Um, they had it for sale at the Carnival Carnage show years ago. I read about it. I found a stream online of it. I don't have a physical copy of it, but it's an important addition to the catalog. This is episode one. Next week, we'll be doing basement cuts. Peace. Thanks for watching. Mem Lars, shout out to all the juggalos. Had to say it. I'm here with the legendary D-Lyrical. Because life is not the way I planned it. It didn't turn out right. That's why I'm left-handed. I wanted to shout out that lyric. I'm here with my man, D-Lyrical, a.k.a. Dale Mietnin. How do you say it? I say Mietnin, but, Dale but Mietnin. that's the way you say it in Detroit. You know what I mean? If you're from Finland, you might say Mietnin. And then you have the pronunciation right because you're such an intelligent guy. And, of course, you get all your shit right. What's your family's origin history? Oh, uh, like my dad's uh, Finnish and... Uh, my mom's um, French-Canadian, and uh, my dad is actually half Blackfoot Indian a little bit. I don't know like, whether they're 15% everyone actually claim, but I think that's where I get the jawbones from. So, yeah, yeah. You're a mixture of different cultures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's kind of like Detroit has always been about cultures coming together. Would you agree? Yeah, I would agree, and, and I hate to quote like uh, Kid Rock, but he, he's true, you know, but in, back in Detroit— Kids listen to R&B. We listen to rock. We listen to rap. We listen to the country. We listen to everything because that's what our parents did. Our parent, we're just, we're just, you know, uh, offspring of our parents. And our parents were really cool. If you want to, you want to know why all these, you, you want to know why all these really cool guys came out of Detroit because our parents were really cool, bro. And, and, and yeah. they, were, they were hip to a lot of different genres of music. And Motown has always been about always. integration, right? Always. Yeah. Yeah. So D lyrical, you are a legend in the rap scene because for many reasons, but one of which being that you worked on the first ICP project. Well, I was the first one to actually hear Joe rap and say, Hey man, I want to record you. I think that you have something together. Let's do something together. I didn't veer from who I was though. You know what I mean? I didn't just, just start rapping like his, but the guy was, he was entered so entertaining. And, 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 and the first time I met him that I was like, Come on over, let's do something. And it didn't happen right away, you know what I mean? Yeah. But after he heard that I had some kind of goofy-ass karaoke machine, then he was like, hey, man, can I come over and do something? I'm like, yeah. But I, I really feel like I was a, a muse to him, you know what I mean? And I was like, hey, man, this is how you make an album. This is how easy it is to do something like this, just being a kid in your basement. And it took me a long time to become that kid in the basement, you know what I mean? And, and, and then to see someone else take off from that, even if I didn't get to, it's still, wow, bro, come on. Well, it's safe to say without D-Lyrical, we wouldn't have had ICP. I oh, I don't know about that, but I, I, that, that, that's very humbling of you to say. Holy shit. In the, form, in, the for, in the format that it is, I mean, there's like so much, there's so much to talk about here, and I'm so excited to sit down with you. I have mad notes, and um, I want to- I, I literally let's talk about how much mad props I have for you, huh? <laughs> we could- I mean, man, your catalog and dude, let's talk about you being a legend. Come on. Stop I mean- it, dog. We met, we met at the, so here's how we linked. I started doing my hatchet chat and you jumped on and corrected some of my facts I back actually, in the day. And uh, actually, so that how this happened is Scotty D from Fago Lovers got in touch with me. Ah. He goes, Dale, we love this guy. 
but he's got some facts wrong. <laughs> he, and I said, well, dude, should I correct him or you know, should I just let it be? Because most yeah. things that people say, you just let them go. You know how it goes, man. You, you, can't, you don't have time to correct everybody, you know yeah. what I mean, on, on their facts or, or what they think about you in a certain light. That doesn't matter. But when Scotty D reaches out to me and says, man, we love this guy, <laughs> and this is before I knew you are going to get on DCG. This is before I knew you are going to play The Gather. You know what I'm right, saying? Right, right. I didn't know really who you were that much. I, I, but once I, 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 I researched you before, I even commented. Yeah. And then I saw this Kurt Loader thing and it just a flashback happened to me. And I was like, I remember that moment. This is That's that tough. kid. And so I was like, okay, I, I said, well, Scotty, how do I approach this, bro? Yeah. I mean, do, do I, I don't want to be rude to him. I said, but I'm just going to say, hey, man, just, just a little FYI. And I'm going to go that way. He goes, Dale, just, just be you. Yeah. Just, you've always been you. So I was like, all right, cool. So that's when I, but I got to tell you though, yeah. that I researched what I said to you and I was wrong. And I'm apologizing to you on oh, air right now. Oh, that's a way. Because he did say no war. Oh, right, right, but right. But it was a sample that we used. It, it, it was World War Three was the song as the sample that we used. And uh. it does say that in the song, World War Three, And that's yeah. where I thought you were coming from. And then when I was, I re-listened re, re to yeah. the freaking CD, I was like, I have need to apologize to this kid. So what better way to do it in front of everybody? Hey, it's huh? all good. Well, they, that was Much how we, we linked because it was like dope that you jumped on the YouTube. And then we met in real life at the gathering. Yeah, for a what? A for a second. Split second. But it was supposed to have, we were supposed to cross paths yeah. because the literate juggalo was trying to get us shout together. Shout out to him. Shout out, shout out to Josh. Thanks, Josh. Um, uh, yeah, he's like, man, MC Lars is going to be performing tonight. Let's get you guys together. I'm like, okay, I'll try. But I was with Vinny the ICP kid. I was with Zane. You shout know, out to those guys. Big Zane, dude, you know. And uh, so I was on the on their golf cart, and we heard some guys say, "Hey, MC Lars is about to perform." I told him to turn that golf cart around. We need to get the carousel stage right now. <laughs> so we're just like, boom, we're over bumps, man. It was like four in the morning, and uh, I I just jumped. He was still driving the cart, and I just jumped off the back and started running to the front of the stage, yeah. dude. And, and and I was on my energy levels were so high at that point. I ain't gonna lie to you, Lars. That was so tight. Oh man. And then I went, yo, it's D lyrical, and then you got mobbed no, by the jugglers. Uh, <laughs> that was would, tight. That was tight. I, you blew my mind, bro. I I I I was just sitting there like three rows back and all of a sudden we caught eyes and you go, D lyrical's in the house. <laughs> and I was like, holy shit, he did not say that. Well, he did not say that. You're easy to spot. You're oh, a distinctive Lord. looking guy. I was oh, like, Lord. I know this man. <laughs> man, dude, that was just, it, it was a highlight for me, man. In my life, this is, that's a story I will tell my kids. You, you hear what I'm saying? I, I, well, I'm, I'm glad to hear you say that. And I always remember the gathering. Seeing you there during the set was like very special to me that you took time to, you know, the gathering, there's so much going on, but that you stopped, rolled through and gave us love. And But as an artist, to watch you on stage, to jump down, you and Mega jumped down on that stage and said, pull our stuff out of your pockets and let's yeah. rap about that. Yeah. And you kept the crowd going with that. I was you, do, you know how to, you, you, you're a performer, dude. I, Thanks, I, I, I was taken in what you were given. Thanks. No doubt. Thanks, Dale. I appreciate it, man. Um, let me ask you a question. You've been doing more stuff with like the psychopathic roster. You just opened for Ouija? Yeah, yeah, how was that? yeah. That, that was uh, one of the best shows I've done so far. Um. Uh, yeah, it was me, Ouija, uh, Jay Villain put me on this this thing, who's who's down with uh, Native World, mad love to him, um, and uh, I got to open up for Ouija, and so after my set, uh, Bakelow was about to go on, and he went on for about a song and a half, and then chaos broke out. Oh. Uh, yeah, the bouncers, uh, there was a, they had a sign outside, and they were changing the letters to say, you know, chaos in this bitch, and, and all this stuff, and, and the owners saw people taking these letters and switching around his sign, because it was... It was high enough where you could see it. Uh -huh. 
So the bouncers go and grab this little juggalo and beat his ass. So, you know, juggalos don't play that, bro. You, no. ain't, you ain't beating up no juggalo. So, so the, sh the, the show get canceled? No. Okay. So uh, chaos broke out. Bouncers are fighting juggalos. Mm -hmm. And 14 cops show up. Tear gassed the whole club. Was it Columbus? Yeah. yeah. And, uh, they tear gassed the tear club? Tear gassed the whole club. Ooh. And uh, after they tear gassed the whole club, dude, I, I, I'm running inside because my merch is in there, bro. You know what I mean? <laughs> you can see your merch. And so I, I got like a bandana. I'm hanging out with fans of the hooligans. They're like, we're going in, dog. I'm like, I'm with you. So we're going in, going in. And uh, we grab all our merch and stuff. And yeah. we come outside. And I'm like, fuck it. I'm going home. I had a bunch of jugs that were in town to see me. I, brought, I invited them all over to my house to have a big old barbecue. You know, we had a, had a bonfire wow. and stuff. It was awesome. <laughs> and uh, so... The cops actually told the club owner, you better turn the freaking sound back on and let these guys finish this concert. Uh -huh. And they realized that some club owners, bro, they don't know how to handle their club or their crowd. Right, right, right. And that's what exactly what happened. Uh -huh. Because Juggalos are, I, I, I've been to so many Juggalo shows and never seen one problem. But at this show, it got rowdy and stupid. And it was because of the club owners. There's no doubt. Well, that's the thing like about Juggalos is they're, they're, they, stand up for each other and there's great unity but like if someone messes with them it's the family you can't no, do that don't fuck with that it's not worth pissing mm -hmm. off a juggalo because mm -hmm. they're good kind-hearted people they're awesome they're the nicest so people awesome the dude the yeah. gathering this year was my first ever and let me tell yeah, you yeah, dude yeah. i had the best experience i didn't see nobody high on drugs too much i didn't yeah. see nobody getting out of hand i didn't see nothing but a lot of people saying hey how you doing it's great to see you again yeah right that's what it was. I mean, you have your different ninjas from all these different areas, and they just all get together, and they're like, "Yo, what's up, dog?" And, yeah. and even it's though, love. Yeah, it's, it's love. And, it and is, Jump it Steady runs such a great wow. tight ship. What a great shout guy. out to him. What a great guy. So you you hung out with him at Hello Wicked? Is that is that true? <laughs> yeah for like ten minutes? I, I actually I, I didn't talk to him about ICP at all. I talked to him about how he must stay up late at night and talk about how he went from Morton's list to enter the Echo side yeah. and, and how he was thinking about this gaming thing and how it must keep yeah. him up. I, I can, as, a, as a writer, you can yeah. only think about how lyrics keep you out at night, like beats keep you up at night, yeah. how you want a, a concept of an album to be at night. Can you imagine doing a game and all the pieces and all the rules and yeah. all the... Uh, man, dude, there's so many avenues that you have to think about. Well, it's like running a, a label or running a festival, all these moving parts, right? But that's what I'm saying. He, yeah, does, yeah. he runs a label and does this at night. Fool's How busy. does he go to sleep at night? I have no idea. And you know what's great about Jumpstead? He's, he's very humble. And you know some people you get like a good energy from? You get that from I get that from you. Like a lot of people in that world, it's you meet bubble. them. It's, it's a, this yeah, bubble, bubble of kindness. Yes. And you just know that like sometimes I feel like things are meant to happen. Like meeting you now, I feel it's me talking to you now is meant to happen. You connecting with Violent J as, as a kid is meant to happen. Yeah. Like, yeah. like life has a reason. A We're purpose. all pieces of a puzzle, bro. Yeah. And, 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 and the horrorcore puzzle, it's Joe's puzzle. He, yeah. he, so many people, there's only so many people that could create a puzzle. And, and, and make their own pieces. And no matter how big Twist it gets, no, they're a really big piece as much as Shaggy's a really huge fucking piece, but yeah. they'll never be the guy. And Jump Steady's actually the guy that told Joe to make the puzzle. Yeah, and was kind of believed in his little brother. Could you imagine having a family member that supported of you as a kid? I Man, if I could have had that. Yeah, man. That's like you guys were like brothers growing up in Detroit, really, right? Uh, 
uh, me and more of the uselers than it was uh, Joe Bruce because he was in and out of jail. Read the book. Yeah. The yeah. man, was, you know, he, he was a thug before I, I wanted to be a thug it, it, yeah. or it was cool to act like you were a thug. You know, I didn't want to be a thug, bro. I, yeah. I was trying to run the state and narrow, bro. I was trying to graduate high school and, yeah. and move on with my life. Rapping and dancing was just something I did for fun. And that's what I, that's what I still tell people today. That's still what I do. I do it for fun. Yeah. I'm, I, I, I spent so much of my own money on, on this project and, 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 and like today comes in here you know i i'm spending my own money doing everything i'm doing yeah because i have a love for it yeah man yeah and it's your well the cool thing is you have you've built this incredible career as an engineer to nah. balance out your your art yeah well it's responsible man yeah, it's responsible yeah yeah i know i love metal i love working with metal yeah and and, and and it's such an art and especially when people talk about how you need to make something within a tenth of a millimeter tolerance within four thousandths of an inch and you're talking about contours and radiuses yeah or or when a piece breaks that has those things on it, you don't have to call Ford or GM and Chrysler to ask for a print of that part. What yeah. I do is actually I scan and probe all those broken parts, take them into a CAD model, put them all together, take a billet of metal, put it in a CNC machine and recreate that, put it back in the press and get it running without even talking to them. That's tight. That's tight. You have a very select skill set that not a lot of people have. Nah. <laughs> the intelligence and violence release, right? Like, were you coming at it as a conscious rapper? Like, I remember listening to your interview with Scotty D that you said you were very into like Rakim and a lot of the, the educational rap. Was that kind of in, on purpose or was that just you kind of channeling your influences? That was Joe. That's what Joe saw in me. Yeah. I didn't never said I was intelligent. Huh. I never said my raps were intelligent. When we sat in my basement and I said, okay, I'm this way, you're this way. And he was... Yo, dog, you know, you know, you're intelligent and shit. I said, well, your shit's violent, bro. He goes, okay, well, you're intelligent and I'm violent. I said, go, I said well, let's just do a song like that, dude. Let's just yeah. call it intelligent. Dude, we're 17-year-old kids in a basement collab, bro. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It doesn't take a lot to put something together. And then actually, his boy, his boy Johnny, you know, rest in peace, Johnny Kick Jazz, um, me and him was at the record store like the day before, you know, and we were going through all the cassette singles back in the day because that's yeah. what we used to do. Yeah. So he was like, oh, look at this soul to soul, bro. I was like, dude, shut up, dude. I, I, I wanted something hard, you know, of course, you know, MDWA was kicking right then. You yeah. know, I was big into iced tea and power, you know yeah. what I mean? And and I, I I was actually at the Public Enemy show, the NWA, that if you look at the movie NWA, yeah, um, the the show that everyone's running down the stairs and all that. I was at that show. Wow. Yeah, my mom worked at Hardee's. Okay, so there's these three guys, that, and they wanted to go to the show. My mom said, "Okay, I'll let you guys off, and I'll I'll work all your shifts if you take my son with you." That's great, mom, right there. So I'm in <laughs> I'm in main floor, dude, and Ice T's up there doing colors, dude, and there's all these different gangs fighting, dude, and these guys just built a, like a wall around me, bro. Wow. And then and then the one guy put me up on his shoulders, dude, for Public Enemy, and then Big Daddy Kane was there, Stetson Sonic, EPMD. Wow. Damn. What what year was that? It was Bring the Noise Tour, '88. Oh my God, what a time to like be a hip hop fan, right? Oh. And to be like in a city that really got every all the hip-hop and then had its own legends mm -hmm. that came out of it did you so gosh it's like interesting to think when you were you were 17 when you did that record yeah and you know what's really funny though like in my basement yeah i had kiss albums everywhere yeah i was a big fan of kiss as a kid yeah and and, and, and it's funny because me and joe we used to talk about a gimmick the band is always he was yeah he, his brain was is i seen him rolling bro as we because the wrestling thing it's gimmicks yeah 
you got to find your thing that makes you a niche. Right. So when we're in the basement and we're going through this whole I, metamorphosis of him. Uh-huh. Into him being just a guy who's making these funny raps to, <laughs> hey, man, I can think I can do this. And yeah. he knew that he could do without me. I mean, dude, the guy was gone. I mean, <laughs> dude, he took off out of my basement, dude, like a, a rocket ship. You know what I mean? But so you're thinking maybe by, when he saw the Kiss albums, like the idea of branding with the makeup or something may have sunk Maybe. In. I don't yeah. know. I don't know yeah. if maybe subliminal, yeah. you know, in the back of his mind, you know, some of the things that we, wow. I, I'd like to think. Yeah. I like to think, I, I, and, 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 and that's, just, that's the way I remember it. Because yeah. I know what was in my basement. I know what was up in my walls. Yeah. I had every Kiss album, bro. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 but, but, and, and the marketing thing of it all, you know, I think, I don't think he thought all that right away, but man, it, it's funny how it all worked out. And, and it's it, crazy. It, and and I, I think he's bigger than Kiss, dude. I, I love him more than I could ever love Kiss, bro. I like. I think the music is more memorable. I don't know. I'm not trying to. I, I'm just. You're absolutely right. Yeah. You're absolutely right. And because he, he he's not a gimmick. No. Kiss became a gimmick. Yeah. Kiss became like a parody of itself. Yeah. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Um, Joe is still real as fuck, dude. It's so weird, dude. The guy's so he rips out himself, snakes and all that stuff, dude. And, yeah. and his his community online. So this is something I've all I just got in like like hip with, dude. And to see all these people, yeah. And some of them just love to hate on him every day. The snake busters thing. Yes, that was cool. Right? Um, what's it like now when you see Violent J? Do you guys like? When was the last time you caught up with him? Uh, Cincinnati uh, yeah. last year. Yeah. That's so I awesome. pretty much did the same thing with him that I did with you. Yeah. You know, do I shake your hand? Do I bow? Do I kneel? What do I do right now? Am I allowed to tell a hug? You know what I mean? And uh, I bet he was stoked to see you. Yeah, yeah. But he could see that I was verklempt. I was, <laughs> I was, I was, I, I was lost for words. I didn't, I was looking around the room because I didn't know it. He's wearing makeup, bro. And yeah. it's, it's so different than the guy that I, I think I have a better time just, just sitting down one-on-one if he wasn't wearing the makeup. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it, it was during a meet and greet and there's so many fans behind me. Oh God, yeah. You know what I mean? And I didn't want to take up too much of their time. So it was just, it was just a quick moment in time where, where I, they, we got to show the love. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, right. And, and, and I told him about the new album. He goes, he goes, you got anything for me to sign? And I go, no, I don't need nothing from you. <laughs> and, and so he, I go, wait a minute. Oh, wait a minute, they gave me this flag thing. So, dude, I pulled this flag out. He's laughing his egg because he's thinking I'm going to have like tapes and CDs that I can sell. You know what I mean? You're right, but, right. And I look at him in the face and I'm like, dude, I don't need nothing from you. Yeah. And then for the last year and a year, what I've been, what I've been doing, I didn't ask for none of it. You know, I, I've done this all on my own. Yeah, man. You are. Well, I, for the jugs. You, what I love about you is that you have this crazy story and connection to them, but you, you refuse to let it define you and you're not. You're a very positive person. You don't feel like you're you're not salty about the fact that you work together and then you both had success on your own terms. And that's like really inspiring. Dude. You have your own path in life, don't yeah. you, Lars? Yeah. Come on. You didn't try Definitely. to act like nobody else, dude. You're a legend in yourself. You understand where I'm coming from right now. You, you're a part of something. And, and if you're a real person, and once you're a part of something, you let it sprout and grow. And yeah. you don't worry about if you're a part of it anymore or not. Right. You know what I mean? You, you, ego is a dangerous thing, isn't Just it? Just because you're a seed don't mean you have to be the plant or the leaf or the fucking uh, the acorn that falls from the tree. You know what I mean? It just, I was just a part of the seed. Yeah. And now, but now, as people are piecing together the history of the Detroit hip hop world, they see you as this this very crucial seed, and you've been putting out new music and playing mad shows, and 
It's <laughs> tight, man. I want to talk about <laughs> your new record. You've got, I want to talk about all the songs on your new record. You just actually listen to that. Oh, you yeah. bought it. Oh yeah. my God, I've seen it today. <laughs> Thank you so much. I wanted to play it on the airplane. I, man, so humbling to hear MC Lars has bought my CD online. It's dude. tight, dude. So you released it independently on your own label then? No, no. I, I released it independently myself. Man. Yeah. Yeah, I just. Like I said, dude, I, I got with my friend. I said, I want this to be a real thing like from back then. Yeah. I, I don't want a lot of production. I don't want it to be overdubbed. I want me and you to sit in your bedroom and make up some beats and have some fun and sing. The first song, the first song when I did it, I actually went in the bathroom and tried to record. Well, that was a mistake. And but I but I put a video out with it and dude, everyone just chimed in, dude. You sound hollow. You sound well, whatever, dude. And then so we just went into a closet. You know what I mean? I recorded there and and yeah. And I, it's 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 because I love it. I I want to. I'm not trying to be as professional as hell. I just try to give. A, a, I saw the window of a, of a documentary, and then I saw the interview yeah. I did with Scotty, and I'm saying I'm gonna chop this up, and yeah. I'm gonna put some songs in here, give a little meaning, and let them know a little something about me, bro. Well, a lot of your songs are like you're explaining your life, and it's like this is what I've been up to. But I'm it, not playing on ICP at all, and you know. Nah. What I, but I'm talking to the jugs, you know. Yeah, because they're the ones that give a fuck, and they're the ones who are buying it. I imagine like. A, I gave away more than I, yeah. I, I did. Yeah. I did. I, I gave, because when you're at the gathering and you see guys, are, they're like, dude, you're D-lyrical. Oh, man, I, yeah. I only got five bucks. Dude, keep your five bucks. Here's a CD. Dingo 8, that's your collaborator? Yes. He's, thank you for saying that right Ill. now. He's ill. He's so freaking ill. So he helped you with the beats and stuff He a bit? helped me with everything, and he yeah. still is. This guy yeah. is the guy I go to. He's my counselor. Like, yeah. He is my... How'd you meet him? Okay, I moved to Columbus, yeah. and... um. I, I met this guy who became my friend, and uh, uh, he runs uh, Restart House Music. And I love house music, too. Yeah. Word up. <laughs> I, I moved to Chicago from Detroit because of house music. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I love to dance, dude. I love to dance at four in the morning. I just, I, I love that sweat. I love that groove. I love that feeling that you get. I think it's a mature man's you know, music. I really yeah. do. I do. If you're going to be with your girl and go out dancing, where are you going to go? You're going to go do it uh, at ICP, honestly, or you're going to go dance to some house music in Chicago, Illinois, doing a get down. Right, right, right. I feel I, you. I feel yeah, okay, you. Okay, okay. And, so. and you met your, your girlfriend through your love of house music. Yeah, yeah. And actually, my ex-wife, um, she's friends with this guy. This is, this is all, all seven degrees oh, okay, of separation okay. of how this all works out, man. Whoa. Like I didn't know that this guy knew house music. I didn't know this guy knew my ex-wife. And, 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 and it all turned out that this guy has just become one of my best friends in the world. And like we three times a week, I'm over at his house and I'm just acapella and I'm just having fun. Yeah. We're sitting there at keyboard. Do you know? You, I don't have to tell you nothing. You <laughs> you love music. You just do it. You just do it. The, and, the songs have a life of their own. Mm -hmm. That's how you know you're in a good session, right? But you know, yeah. but you know, an album when you're supposed to make it. Yeah. And 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 then when you see the vision of of of, of from front to back, it ain't about one song. It's about the story. And that's what the album was, man. And I like this album because you're like reclaiming your story. You're telling your story. I like that the music is jazzy and like I really like the horn, the horns on I'm D Lyrical. That's sick. Where is that like an old funk record? I'll tell you one sample in that song. Yeah. And you won't guess. Uh, Chuck the bass D. line. But yeah, yeah, you're right. I took Chuck, uh, uh, Flavor Flav and Snap and put them together. Because right. because for thirty years I've always heard people I'm the lyrical I could hear it you know what I mean yeah. so for thirty years I had that kind of like sample yeah. but it's the baseline that I that's the kicker and that's Natalie Merchant um I walk these streets ah that's tight so you have all your influences I coming walk in these streets, hell yeah 
dude. Kind of carnival. So what up? Yeah. Do I even think about that? Yeah, oh good. no! Yo, high five. Oh high no! Five. Oh no! I didn't even in the carnival. Oh shit! That's like your live version. You Seventeen. I also like a lot of your hooks. You're singing them. They're very melodic. And you used to sing in different rock bands and stuff. Yeah, right? I can't sing like I used to. But Too many Marble Reds, so <laughs> I have to do the melodic. The melodic. I used to scream. You did? Oh, yeah. Like metal? Uh, no, 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 grunge. Yeah. Yeah, I fell in love with grunge. Yeah. I was in a band called uh, General Cluster Funk. Uh, actually, Mark Farnham's son uh, was the lead singer of the band uh, from Grand Funk Railroad. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Um, and uh, so while he was in rehab, they needed someone to fill in for Battle of the Bands and stuff like that. Yeah. And I did it, and we actually took third place uh, through tight. a couple of songs I wrote. Was that before you were rapping? Mm -hmm. No, no, no. This is after Jet Violent J. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you, so the, so the return to rap has felt kind of like a natural. It's never been a return to rap. Yeah. I just, I, 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 I've always just loved it at parties and stuff. When I'm with my yeah. friends and stuff, dude, I'll throw out. You come on, yeah. Lars. You sometimes when you get that great buzz, you just want to throw out rap, and everyone's like, yeah. okay, shut the music down, dude. I was gonna do a rap. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I just do something. You know what I mean? But. That, that's just, that's the collaborative nature of of hip hop, and that's why it's such a for me. All my favorite people in my life I've met are through through hip hop, yeah. and that spontaneity, like of the acapella, the freestyle, like those are having that uh, lack of self consciousness to express yourself like that is kind of the greatest freedom we could ever ask for. I think, right? Like with our friendships, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and and when it comes to music and songs, you know, I, I think people are getting lost in one song. When, when, when you're producing an album, it should be about an album. Yeah. And, and, and it shouldn't be about how many bars you're spitting. It should be about what the song's about. Yeah. I mean, look at any good song in history. It, you, you don't judge it on how much context it had in it. You, you judge yeah. it on how you feel about it after you heard it. I think also good art, if you feel like you really are getting to know the person through what they've said, yeah. right? And that's yeah. what I like about your, your new solo record is that it comes across very humble and well, it's I, real, dude. I've never stabbed nobody in their neck. You know what I mean. I never right. claimed to. So, so I'm not gonna talk about it now. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna try to fit in where I need to be. I don't have to fit in. Right. I, I actually have this luxury within this scene that I can actually be me. Yeah. And I'm gonna do that. Yeah. And show them that you can do this. And that's. And I, I hope more people do it actually in this scene. Yeah, man. Like, like in the the Juggalo thing is about being yourself, not putting on airs. Right, I mean, why would you define it's about having a hard life, and, yeah. but, but 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 not letting it get you down? And, and and everyone talks about how they have these mental like you know, like um, personas, you know what I mean, and how they want to kill, kill, kill. But yeah, they, they, you know, they, in real life, they're not kill, kill, kill. So I'd rather hear more people talk about how they deal with that situation, that that metamorphosis between reality and non-reality, than yeah. to hear just people talk about the non-reality. Right, right, right. Does that right. make sense? No, I do know what you're saying. Like, there's a lot of that violent fantasy as a yes. way to to get those aggression negative thoughts out. out. Yeah, 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 but but which can I, be healthy. I'd rather hear more. And I'm older now, so you know what I mean. I, I'm not into the aggression. I mean, I was into Rage Against the Machine just as much as everybody else yeah. was, but you know, now now I'd rather listen to some Bonobo or something. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. I feel you. No, I think that's true, and I think that like my favorite moments, uh, going back to ICP of the catalog, is where you kind of it shines through and you see who they were, like the song Behind the Paint, you know, from Bizarre Bizarre. Well, Wizard of the Hood. Yeah. I remember seeing it on paper before he ever recorded it. That's tight. I remember the fuck, I remember the legal notepad that he had it on with all the scribble words and, and lines cussed out and and just, it's, it, it, and you listen to gangster codes, you know what I mean? Yeah. And 
de-lyrical follows gangster chords, but people are like, oh no, he didn't really like that guy. Okay, dude, did listen to all the names that were in that? We were just yeah. kids, and th- we, we, you ran with these kids, you know what I mean? As kids, and the kids that you ran with bikes, you know, you all got on bikes, ran around the neighborhood. Well, yeah. that was kind of it, but we just kind of like play fight like gangsters with guns and stuff. You like talked that. about in the interview how you, I did. you had the, uh, you play, we'd play Bloods versus Crips, and the fools broke in your house yeah. and scared you and your mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> How would you, what's your mom's take on you hanging with like homies of this nature? Cause I know Jay t- talks about, talks about being at your house and he's kind of has a sense of humor about it, but yeah, but she also fed him dinner. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, uh, <laughs> I feel you. Yeah. It, 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 he knew that, that, that it, it wasn't the same thing he had at home. You know yeah, what I mean? And, yeah. and, and his mom was, I've been to his house. He took me to his house. You know what I mean? Yeah. Me and him, it, he, doesn't, he doesn't really talk about our relationship too much. He just talks about, oh, he was a kid I didn't like too much. But it was just because I wasn't on the same wavelength as him. And, 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 and it, even with intelligence and violence, I, just, I was like, hey, I'm this way and you're this way. Yeah. Let's try to do something together and do that yin and yang thing. Yeah. And, and, and he... It just he was supposed to go that way, bro. I was just supposed to be a guy that was supposed to be a part of his life. Yeah, and and, and that's all it was. It, there's no hate. There's no animosity. I don't have no jealousy. I really don't. I, yeah. I don't. I don't. I. I oh, he went through so many millions of dollars, and, and he's such a huge, you know, dude. Hollow Wicked, dude. The crowd at Hollow Wicked. Don't tell me this guy is on his last leg. Yeah, this guy is still just re, re, re yeah, like reinventing exactly who he is, dude, and what he's yeah. all about. I, yeah. I don't think that with this FFF, it's going to be the same thing that you're used to, but it's going to be dope as hell. Did they premiere anything from nothing, it? No, nothing. I dude. remember at the at the gathering, they they uh, they hinted that the super villains are coming back with yeah, Isham. Yeah, so yeah. Was Isham at Hallowicked? Mm-hmm, you got to meet him. Mm-hmm, yeah, I got to say what's up. That's what's and up. And he still doesn't know who I am, dude. So I don't have <laughs> I don't have the balls to say I'm D lyrical. You know what I mean? Like that. Yeah. I'm just like what's up, Isham? I'm hoping he's like, hey, I, don't I know you? Nobody doing. You know? <laughs> is he Isham friendly or is he kind of like? Oh, he's such awesome, dude. Yeah, yeah, he's so laid back. He loves jugs, bro. Yeah, dude. yeah, man. This. He is talking you, about. You know, I knew him before Joe, right? I didn't know like, that. Okay, so my girlfriend at the time had a house party. I talked about it in an interview a little bit. Yeah. Uh, back when we were like 16 and a half. I, I just I turned 16, it was like this summer. Yeah. And I was in a house party, and people, I used to go to house parties and rap for you know everybody at the house yeah. party. I used to do this thing. And Ishan walked in, bro. <laughs> I was about to rap. And I was like, people like, you should battle Ishan. Oh. So I was like, no. So, but I asked him if I could do a rap, and I did my rap. And I said, hey, why don't you do one? And I've said this story before, but yeah, he yeah. was like, I only rap for money. <laughs> Straight up. Bro. That was like what, what, when he'd had a few records he out. He sounds booming. Yeah. Oh my no, God. his first, he sounds booming. That's the first, that's where he's wearing the white paint. How old, is Esham like, is he like your guys' age, or is a he a little, little older, older? A little older. Yeah. yeah. How do you think? Joe's he, a little older, though, too. Joe, yeah. he, he's like, what's he's he like? 46. 46? He's got to be about a year and a half older than me. Yeah. yeah. But but Joey is like, you know, he was, he was just a little little, little good looking kid with a fucking high top fade. I mean, yeah. he, dude, he gave a kid rock a run for his money back in the day. Yo, in the valley, you know, that yeah, yeah. kid rock had his high top fade. But Joey could fucking rock that <laughs> shit. Dude. I ain't lying, dude. So you met, you met them when you were working at Primo's, right? Which is that pizza place. Yeah. Um, How did you first meet Kick Jazz? He started delivering pies. He, he got yeah. a job there through uh, Dan Mavity, uh, who was Pimp Daddy D. Um, and uh, he Pimp Daddy D worked there, and I worked there. So, yeah, Johnny got a job there. And 
me and him. Okay, so th- we used to have a lot of fun, like listening to old '70s songs and making up lyrics to it. Like, That's right. My brown eyed girl. You know what I mean? It just yeah. stupid ass lyrics we'd make up all day long. And uh, so I drove him on my house one night, and I was showing him raps. And he's like, "Oh, well, we we're kind of like the JJ Boys." And I was like, "Oh, really? You like the JJ Boys?" I'm like, "Well, let me hear something." He's like, "Nah, man, nah." So he came over with like Shags, and, and, yeah. and Shags like, "No, I don't want to rap." So I had this thing hooked up. So then they both went back and told Joe, "Hey, man, this guy's got this thing over here." Yeah. And uh, why don't you go hang out with him? And that's yeah. the guy that we rap with back, at, you know, behind Primos. Yeah, yeah. So. And how do you like how I did that? Like how I like like, like my, my 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 producer was talking about Dingo Eight. How he just like he took that interview and, and like with Sack Chaser. Yeah, right, right. That's right. The way you're able to like make the narrative weave into it. And I feel like I'm asking these questions because it's like I feel like good art makes you ask more questions about it, right? And makes you want to like piece together what's missing in the narrative. You know what I'm saying? And it's interesting to like I don't know the first person accounts. I'm sure a lot of people listening to our podcast now might they might be working with people or have dreams and it's interesting how the art you do and sometimes the stuff you do for fun on accent is what people remember you for. I find that with me. The songs I do quick that I don't really put time into are the ones people are like, "Yo, remember that?" You know what I'm saying, right? Instead of the song that you like worked 14 minutes on like four bars. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? You, and, and that's my problem, really. I, some people, it seems like, uh, let, let's talk about, like, um, there's a guy named F. Dukes who reached out to me uh, over eight months ago. And this guy took me down to North Carolina, put me up in a hotel room, brought me into his studio, and, and, and had me do, record a track with him. Which, dude, and then, uh, and then after doing research, like I do with you guys, there's so many people, I'm doing research after the fact. Yeah, yeah. And realize how this guy was so important in this scene. Yeah. And realize how real this month. And then he had a show the next day opening up for ICP. Whoa. Took me on the stage and gave me props, played Intelligence and Violence, and said, this is the boy D-Lyrical dude in front of That's tight. Man. That's tight. And that's I got a tight. song on his next album coming up, so. Yo, that's tight. So um, <laughs> I want to ask you a question. <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, I love reading books, too. Yeah, okay. and, and I know you do too. Yeah, Truman, Com- Truman Capote is my uh, favorite author. Okay, and In Cold Blood, yeah, is such a great book. And when it comes to Juggalo World, when it comes to talking about something that I think that it could, I think that I, I would love to do a song with you about this topic. Yo, that would be tight. I'm down. I'm in it. And yes. I got, I want, I've, I've yes. always wanted to read that book. So now I have a good reason. To. I read it so many times before it actually came into the movie. Is, would you say that's your favorite book? Yes. So how'd you first discover Truman Capote? Oh, shit. Um, my uh, first wife, uh, she had a, a master's degree before she was 21 years old. I was, she was too much for me, though. <laughs> Beautiful. And uh, yeah, she hooked me on the books. Yeah. And uh, she says, go to, go to over there and read a book. Yeah. You don't read enough. Yeah. So I saw something about murder. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I was a juggalo before I knew I was a juggalo, goddammit. <laughs> I swear to God. You know, I see uh, Vinny, the ICP kid, he, he sent me this huge care package after the gathering. Yeah. And he goes, after hanging with you, Dale, at the gathering, after being around you, you are not a fake, bro. You are a real motherfucker. Yeah. And you deserve this. And he gave me this psychopathic jersey that has a one on it. And it was to represent me being Joe's very first fan wow. ever. Wow. That's tight. And you cannot That's put tight. a price on that to me. That's tight, dude. That Vinny, let's talk about Vinny for a second. Let's talk about Vinny. I so you know, Shockumentary is where I first discovered him. Ugh. And I met him at uh He's the reason yeah. that everybody loves merch. 
I believe right. that shockumentary, yeah. people said, oh my God, a flyer is worth something. Yeah. Oh my God, this guy is telling me that that shirt I bought at that concert is worth something 20 yeah. years from now. He showed me the light. Yeah. How many millions of dollars have been, has, has been because of Vinny? I'm sure millions. Sorry. Yeah. Vinny. I'm going to, I don't, I've never heard no one else say it, but I am going to say it. Like, like, and he said that he has, still has pretty much all of it in, in like, he keeps it archived and yeah. And when I go to these shows, like I went to Axe's uh, record release party. Yeah. And people are like, you're out here in a smoking area with us. Like they, they think yeah. I'm going to be in the back with the dude, the show's in the front, bro. Yeah, I know. I don't want to be backstage. I don't want to be side stage at any show. I want to be front center. I want to, I want to experience what they try to give. Yeah. And because you're right. When you see it, when you watch it from the side, I don't want that clout. You can't, and you can't hear it as well. Don't want that clout. Yeah. Don't, I don't need that. I don't need you yeah. to see me on the side of the stage and think that's important. Uh-uh. See yeah. me in the middle dancing. See me yeah. break dancing. Yeah. Like, dude, you see the jugs, dude. They're all like moshing and I'm break dancing, dude, <laughs> in the middle of the show. It's awesome. What is your favorite psychopathic release of everything? Basement Cuts. COC. Intelligence. I guess you can't say intelligence. I can't, of course, I can't. But, but I you know, that's what I. That's why I said. What do you think? Yeah. But of course, I'm gonna say something different. Okay. <laughs> Riddle box. I mean, do you, I, I can't. I, I really can't pick one. I really yeah. can't. But I mean, I, mighty death pop. They're all yeah. in their own thing. It, it, you can see Joe constantly being creative. Yeah. Shaggy's being dude, man. The way. Yeah. My, one of my favorite songs is one of their most recent, and it's when they just reinvented themselves and did the whole fucking psych thing in in Columbus, Ohio. I was at that photo shoot at, at the whole video oh bro. the cypher one? Oh my god yeah yeah and yeah. Vinny's yeah. dude when I heard fucking Ouija's and, and lights fucking and then hoodoo it's came in good. oh it was it was brilliant I think the um the the remaster the, the man in the magenta wig remaster of intelligence and violence on YouTube is awesome like I found that like a few weeks ago and I it's like that album the reason I bring that up is because it's 24,000 right now Really? Wow, yeah, that for me, that's a line. That's wow. good, dude. But I, I've seen one for 54,000 out, out of like intelligence violence. But for most things, you know, and most of my things, that I, not a lot of people are following me that much. You know what I mean? And, and it's not about likes, but it's about like where your album's selling. Yeah. Am I right? I sold yeah. an album to an island of Malta. Wow. And this guy has become friends of mine, Chris Carter. And That's this tight. kid is, I mean, we constantly talk all the time, man. Yeah. And he's so overwhelmed because him and his brother used to drive to school and they would, he would do Joe's part and his brother would do my part. Yeah. And come on, dude, That's this is so. 30 years later hearing this kind of shit. <laughs> it's crazy. Like, Jay is someone who, his strength is how his interplay, how he bounces off other rappers, right? He's so off the wall and his solo records are great. But Jay, I feel like, when he is collaborating, you help bring out the craziness in him. I've, I've heard a lot of his collaborations, but it's when he believes in that collaboration. Yeah, yeah. You, there's some collaborations you could tell Joe just wasn't in it. Yeah. And you could tell like he was like, dude, I like that. He's having fun. You could see he was bringing it from the heart with everything he was bringing. And, 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 and a lot of people like the older stuff a little bit. Yeah. But I think it was a little, to me... His latest stuff, you know, like Seventeen, that it was his voice. I could hear him. It wasn't a lot of electronics behind it. Like the Seventeen mixtape. Yes. Yeah, that's ill. Yeah, so good. Yeah. And six foot, seven foot. That's ill. Yeah. And I like, and I like on that on that tape though, old school hip hop. Right. You listen to it. It's a lot of that spontaneity, right, and a lot of that back and forth, and the fact that like, you know, recording on Logic and digital recording is fine, and this podcast will sound great, but like. There's something when things are a little grimy and rough, 
That's the that's hip hop to me, right? When things are a little bit not perfect. Did he call himself Violent J because you were d lyrical? Lyr- like where did that come from? No, he already he had that coming in the door. So that's why the violence. That's why you wanted to call him Violent J, homeboy. I'm packing a punch, knocked out motherfuckers. I'm Brady Bunch. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that was that was original. He already had Violent J before he came in there. Like a lot of people wonder about the J Boys and, and yeah. this little like like CD that they made. Well, you don't realize like two or three of those songs were from JJ Boys on yeah. Intelligence and Violence. And he spits that and, and verse it, twice. It, if you can tell, if you can tell, like yeah. Intelligence and Violence, he does like I I brought this thing to him, but he needed a lot more bars than he brought, so he brought that song that verse in twice, and then yeah. did it another song later. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, and then he took my beat for Wizard of the Hood. Yeah, you you gave to make him look good. And that, how does it that was feel? going to kids in the neighborhood, bro. I yeah. mean, I didn't know I'd be talking about it 30 years later, bro. The nature of collaborating is sharing and letting go of your ego, right? And there are good collaborators and there are bad. Did you hate being uh, labeled nerdcore? <laughs> Did you hate it? Did you not like it when you first happened? I mean, man, ah, we could get into that. It's oh, interesting, shit. right? Because nerdcore is my, it's my meal ticket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also the dudes in that scene and some of the women like are great. Okay, so but a lot of it is 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 corny. So this know? is where I'm different. Yeah, I love Juggalos. Yeah, I I love this scene. I'm so glad that I'm finally a part of it yeah. because I've always dreamed about this happening. I've always yeah. it's the secret. Yeah, that's true. I'm not I'm not so religious, bro. But I have read the book The Secret. Yeah, and once you believe in something, once you see a and once Johnny died. Mm. I decided that you know what I'm not getting any younger. So mm-hmm. if, if if something I've thought about for the last 20 years, I want to make happen. Let let do some research. Come on, dude, you're a college educated kid, and until you do research into something, you're never gonna know nothing about it. Yeah, and you're never gonna do nothing about it. So that's yeah. what I did. And, yeah. and then all all of a sudden, karma says we see you looking out for yourself and trying to be this certain person here we're going to do this for you we're going to release your cd at coc show we're going to have yeah. fucking scotty d get in touch with you and you and Vinny the icp yeah. kid are going to do this thing and all of a sudden you're going to figure out this album and you're going to put them on your album. there's nobody else in the juggler world that will ever have scotty d and Vinny the icp kid on their cd that's true and who are very much excited about it and behind it and honored to be part of it, right? I sent them both like, like preliminary copies before it was even mastered yeah. to ask their permission. Yeah. I was like, man, I'm not trying to use you guys. I'm not trying to 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 to, to make money off of your names. Yeah. But this is my story, and you guys are helping me tell it. And this is this is my vision. And Scotty D's like, dude, go, dude, what are you waiting for? And, and of course, Vinny the same way. Yeah, that is worth more than anything right that respect and that karma and that inspiring people that was me signing a contract to a label that was the equivalent of it to me yeah to get the okay from these very prominent people to say hey you know what we've listened to the cd we like how you did this i mean i took Vinny because his comments are like legendary no matter how what this man's you could be at a dinner with this guy dude and want to record everything he says about a steak and make a song about it because <laughs> he's just pa- pure passion wow and pure he's excited about life and yeah. that's the kind there's this jack kerouac has this quote the only people for me are the mad ones mad to live Mad, mad to breathe, desirous of everything at the same time, and shine like Roman candles across the the starry night or something. That's how I feel. So smart. 
I love you, dude. You're so I love you too, dude, dog. Dude. I, so I, I, I know I butchered that quote, but do you know what I'm saying about... I don't even know you did because <laughs> I'm kind of, yeah. But there's a lot of spirituality in the Juggalo stuff. Yes. How did you feel when the when um the Wraith revealed that yeah. twist at the end? What was your take? Yeah, I, I, I appreciate it because I think Joe's in a mature state. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, 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 he, and he's tired of... of of people making him think that he's this evil demon. He's mm. never tried to be an evil demon. Listen to his fucking music from the beginning. He's not, man. He's just trying to be the evil demon that, that goes out and lashes out against all the shitty people in the world. Yeah, right, 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 right. That there is a moral, there's, there's moral truth in everything. He was one of the first people to say, fuck the fucking Confederate flag, bro. Yeah. He was the first one to ever. Right. I, I, Before, right. Especially now when like, yeah, that song is like such a pertinent anthem, mm -hmm. anti-racist mm -hmm. vibe. And I love that about the Juggalo culture is that. You'll never hear mass media talk about that, though. No. Yeah. It's you'll too never, controversial, you, right? And you'll never hear them talking about um, how much love there is at the festival. How there's, did, you were at the mm. festival, right? At yeah. the gathering. Did you see any Budweiser banners? No. Did you see any Starbucks or like, like nationwide banks or any of that kind of bullshit? Right. No. Did you see any bunch of beer tents set up trying to make mass money? No. No. Just vendors trying to. Just vendors, maybe vendors. pizza. Yeah. And, and yeah. hot dogs. That was it. I love that about the gathering. I, I love that about Joel because he will not let his gathering become mainstream, commercial. Yeah. yeah. It's not commercial, bro. Yeah. I couldn't believe how non commercial it was. Yeah. And how they, I've heard, don't necessarily make that much money off of it. It's just, it's no, enough how, to How you heard they don't give a fuck if they make a lot of money yeah. off of it. That's awesome. That is, that is like the. Thing that makes them stand out in the music industry and has given them longevity and allowed this audience to feel like you talked about in your interview with Scotty and Vinny about family, right? A lot of people who found this the juggle culture as a family because things were kind of messed up for them growing up. And that is like a unifying factor. Would you agree? Mm -hmm. Can we talk about kick jazz for a minute? Yeah. Like, he, you, you were real close, huh? I was real close when, when, when he was just in, 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 a, in a pubescent stage. You're 17 years old, growing to 18 years old. There's different things you kind of want in life. There's different things you want to do. And, and he saw that he had these friends doing all these cool things, and he was a cool guy that put everything together. Yeah. He connected Shaggy and Jay, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Well, he didn't connect them, but yeah, pretty much. Shags was just a tag along, bro. Let's yeah. just be honest. Yeah. But 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 he was down. He 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 had the same vision as Joe. I I Joe, I'm here for you, bro. Me and you, boom, eye to eye. Shags was like that. Yeah. And Johnny just I I wasn't there. I don't know what happened. I don't know the yeah. reasons. I don't know if it was about women. I don't know what persona that that happened. I just really wish that he would have waited until now to realize how cool it is to be an OG. Yeah. Huh? And you know what I mean? It would be so great if him and I could collab right now on yeah. a really cool song. Would it, right? You know else. what I mean? It's such a cool dude, bro. Yeah. As a kid, as a teenager, dude, he was just the coolest dude. He was, dude. Yeah. And he looked out for all his homies. He put me and Joe together. Yeah. Come on. He was looking out for his homies. He knew you're both creative, brilliant people who could do something fresh, right? And like, it seems like he was very much, he was very selfless. Right, and yeah, that he yeah. he was there for his friends, and he was. I don't know. I just from from what I've heard of him and what I've heard by him, like a true talent. He yeah, but but he wanted to get greater than them. I think at some time. Mm -hmm. I think I kind of think that maybe I don't I don't know. This is all speculation yeah. on my point. Yeah, from somebody I knew back then who was so proud. Yeah, 
Do you feel like having his little brother like do so well? With no, I just think like getting out of it. He felt like there's a reason he got out of it because he wanted to do something bigger than that. Mm. You know what I mean? He was he, he. And then when it just didn't work out, he just didn't understand that he was just like I do. I was a piece of the puzzle. Yeah. And he yeah. was too. And 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 I wish he would have endured those ten hard years. I I I don't talk about it. You yeah. know what I mean? You guys didn't hear about me 15, 20 years ago. I had a rough patch too with all this. Yeah. Uh, and and I refuse to talk about it because I'm over it. Yeah. And I and, and I understand where Johnny was coming from, so that's why I won't ever talk no shit about him. Yeah. But he was a good friend. Yeah. But when you see your friends make millions of dollars and you're there, and and you know that your time with them has passed, mm. you know what I mean. And and, mm. and and no matter what you do, you can't go back to that. I think it weighed on him a little harder than it weighed on me. Yeah, I feel you. And he was wrestling with hard things wasn't he like well those things made him wrestle with hard things yeah do you what do you have like a remember like a last things you guys talked about or like a nice memory me and johnny yeah yeah we were <laughs> oh man yeah he some girl that i don't know i i'd met she uh she she like befriended me and said oh yeah i know johnny and 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 she got me to say things that Johnny like heard through the grapevine. So last time I see Johnny, actually we almost fought. Oh wow! I was at the shelter in Detroit, Michigan. You were at like a, sh a show at the shelter. Yeah, I came back from Florida. Yeah. For a visit. Yeah. I was down in the shelter, and uh, I was like, "You you talk shit to my girl, dog," and blah blah. I, I, you know what? I shouldn't be saying this right now. Okay. We we don't have to talk about it. We could talk about something else. Yeah. I I just positive at this point. Just positive, man. These days. You're a dad, you're a producer, an engineer. What's dad life being like? Do you want to talk about that or is that off the limit? No way, dude. Okay. No way. That is the, that's the highlight of my life. Are you kidding me? Um, yes. Um, I, so so hip-hop, you guys, has always been my culture. And, yeah. And, 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 and as a dad of this culture, you could only dare to dream that your daughter would be interested in breakdancing or your son. Yeah. Am, I, am I right? Right, right. So I have this great opportunity that that my ex-wife Brandon Mitten, which I, I love her so much for she is from Columbus and she knows all these great hip-hop artists yeah and one of them owns a studio called Flavor Flow Studios and she got him my kids connected with the studio and I become friends with this guy also James Alexander man it's much love what you do for the kids of Columbus guy <laughs> dude I love you um Flavor Flow Studios in the house he uh he is he's taking my daughter on and just she's windmilling at the age of 10 that's awesome wow that's awesome he took these kids to new york city the brick house times square these kids got the battle kids from brooklyn from the bronx from queens long island that's tight oh it was and then and then and then and then, and then to find out the judges were the uh new york city breakers uh, the dynamic breakers or dynamic rockers, excuse me. But these guys are coming up to me talking to me, my kid, break dancing, man. Yeah. Just, I've had so many great highlights in life. Like there's a festival, it's this really small like arts festival, about four or five hundred people come to it in Columbus. And the guy that after all this has happened for me, he's a closet ICP fan. Mm, that's so like he's like, Hey man, would you mind coming and do a set at my arts festival? I yeah. said, better yet. Um, I, I would, can I get some parquet and can I allow my daughter and her friend who's a part of the dames crew do their break dancing set yeah. and uh, during my performance. 
So he's like, yeah, dude, please do. So they had it all set up with a linoleum. So I got to come out and do, and actually uh, the whole set, I did actually Intelligence and Violence jazzed up. Have you, have, have, have you I watched, saw in the video on your Facebook. Yeah, you saw only D-Lyrical, the songs. But at the two songs after that that yeah. have not been put out yet, then, yeah. um, I actually did like a Big Daddy Kane, uh, Rock Hem, Tiny Music Box where they do the library sets. I did this whole jazzed up thing of the old inner city posse stuff. That's tight. Dude, it was dope, dude. It was That's so tight. dope. That's I got a video of it. I'm That's gonna tight. put it on YouTube. All right, I'm gonna like, keep my soon. eyes peeled for that. Yeah, yeah, it's That's really tight. cool. Did you wait? So you redid the beats, or you worked with your friend who did your record on that? Mm-hmm. That's tight. I said, we, uh, let's, let's house this up. Let's jazz this up. And I showed him like the the Big Daddy Kane thing, the yeah. Rock Kim thing, and how they're doing this jazzy thing. I said, we can do this. And then he did like a PA thing on my last song. We did D Day. Oh, so cool. he was up there just. And we were looking at each other eye to eye, like, here comes the break. I, you know, you, how you yeah. give those looks about, okay, let's break it yeah, down. Yeah, let's yeah. bring it chorus, verse, bridge. That's tight. So being able to do hip hop stuff with your daughter and perform with her, is rapping when she's breakdancing, that's fresh. Yeah. Doesn't mm-hmm. get much better, right? No, that's what I'll be thinking in my, gra- you know, as, <laughs> as I'm going out, dude, stuff like that. Those, those are the highlights in life. Better than a Grammy. Man, uh, yeah. But yeah. I, I have no fathom of what it would mean to be, get a Grammy. I, my, my brain is not there. But <laughs> but to have a, a, a thought that, hey, may, maybe this could work out where I could dance with my daughter sometime. And all of a sudden it happens. Yeah. Wow, that's the secret. That is tight. That's the secret, man. That is, um, you know, I, I got married this year and like thinking about... Being, you know, being a husband. Beautiful and, wife. Thank you. Shout out to mm, shout out to Ash Wednesday. Oh, much congrats. Thank you. We met. She's a she was a she is a rapper. She, her band played a show with me in Texas, and uh, she's she's awesome. But like, if we ever had a family, you know, spreading that passion and having that intergenerational thing is like that's really all there is in life, right? Sharing the beautiful things we love to those who come after us and the fact that she's your that you're sharing and they're willing to take it in yeah you know what i mean and, and you yeah. got to be prepared for that too though what if they don't what if they go yeah. different you also got to be that parent dude and be yeah. wise to because my boy he loves it but he's not like my daughter mm-hmm. and i also understand where his passions are so yeah you know as a parent it, it's your next step kid yeah it's it's like exciting but yeah, I, I bet it's it it's yeah. everything changes right yeah <laughs> Did wow, they? dude, you say you have such great energy. Can I say this, dude? Like, your bubble is so fucking huge. Thanks, dog. I learned okay. that from you, dog. God damn, kid. I enjoy, I'm enjoying talking to you, man. You got time for a few more questions? Of course. All right. Um, okay. So, when, can we break some, can we drop some news? So, you are doing that New Year's show with Anybody Killer, mm. who's awesome, by the way. He mm. was so humble and fresh to us at the gathering. Mr. Y-U-G, Mr. J. Villain, yes. And J. Villain's the one that set all this up for me. This guy from Columbus, who's, yeah. he's on Native World. He's just a great guy. He's yeah. the one that put me in the Ouija set. And and you know what? There's a lot of acts that should have went on after me. Mm, I feel you. But this kid looked at me and goes, Dale, you are a legend. Yeah. You're going on here. Yeah, and 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 I was humbled by it because I was asking, I was just saying, dude, these guys come on before me. These guys are awesome. I let me go on very first. Let's let me go on very first. And, and I bet know. the Juggalos, when I bet they love, they eat it up, right? Yeah, yeah. Do you do like you do? I bet your sets a combination of some of the old stuff and your new record. And no, I, I do that record almost in its entirety, um, and uh, explain my story. You know yeah. what I mean? So that the, the, the more I understand it, and I do it. And 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 I, I I the best comment I got was from this one juggalo. He goes, "Hey man, I bought your album, bro. Your live set's a lot better." 
That's annoying. <laughs> You're like, thanks, I guess. No, dude, yeah. you know what I mean? That's yeah. a, my dog, dude. That's a great compliment, man. Yeah. It really was. Yeah, because um, they they know what good live live music is. Yeah. Um, do you have a DJ with you, or do you perform with tracks, or like, what's no, your? No, my set? producer Dingo A comes with me. Man. That's it. Yeah. He he breaks. He makes it happen. Yeah, he loves this. He loves this whole thing, dude. He, I can't believe it. he's a drum and bass guy, bro. I yeah. mean, he's known as um uh, a boy and his dog. Dingo eight. Okay. Bowling his dog. So. That's <laughs> yeah. And and they run and not only restart drum and uh drum and bass and house music in Columbus, dude. And they have two nights every month that, that just they have just a huge crowd shows up. I couldn't believe the guy was willing to work with me. I went to like two or three different guys in Columbus and said, Hey man, I, I yeah. I'm thinking about doing this idea. You know what I mean? Okay, dude. Yeah. But this guy looked at me and goes, Fuck yeah. yeah. And, and 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 last year at this time. The first song was actually being done. November thirtieth wow. is when the interview was released and my first video was released. Wow! For uh, I'm Delirical. So it kind of this is such a happened quick. Mm -hmm. No, it's like a, a year later. Think all the things that happened in that year. Do you think you'll do another record with Dingo Eight? Mm -hmm. Oh, I, I am right now. That's like oh yeah. <laughs> do you have an anticipated release? Yeah, of course. Right before the fucking gathering, bro. Uh, you got to throw. But I want to throw them around for free. Yeah. I want to make a bunch of CDs, yeah. and I just I, I, I just want to give them to everyone free and say, "Hey, please come to my." I, I want to give every. I wish I could do everything for free. I really. I wish I could yeah. get shirts for free. I wish I could, you know. Hey, man, you you guys appreciate me. I want to. Yeah. I, I want to give them something back for appreciating. I feel you. Yeah. Yo, where does Stale Dale come from? That's hilarious. Shaggy. He call you that. Yeah. Stale Dale. <laughs> every time I walked in his house, bro. Yeah. And you, Johnny too. Yeah, we always make fun of each other. I call him John Ritter all the fucking time. <laughs> you know what I mean? We, that's how you talk to each other. That's, that's how your friends know you love them. Yeah, you clown on yeah, them. Yeah, <laughs> you make fun of them. You make these great, you know, too tall, McCall. <laughs> you know what I mean? It just, you know, so so you kind of you're with your what I remember album. You're kind of like taking it back and owning that name. Yeah, I'm I'm, re, I'm rebuilding my name a little bit after yeah. the book. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm C. Myers, you know. Yeah. It, 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 I didn't even think about doing that until I started reading some of the comments online where people were taking the book and they weren't reading between the lines. And yeah. I do have a song. I have a, a lyric about that in my album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Which song? Which song? Uh, you Don't Know. Right. Look, I know that book be like your Bible, but sometimes take a step back, read between the lines a little. How did you feel when you read it? Did you read it first or were people talking to you about it? Like, where did you catch wind that he went into all that in the book? Uh, I, I do research. I, yeah. I, 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 I've been following ICP for 30 years. Bro. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I found out he did a book, but I only found out like a couple years later. And, and, and as much as I wanted to get in contact with him and say, what's up? Yeah. I saw the book and I said, oh, they don't, they don't want to say what's up, man. They don't really like me too much. <laughs> Well, they re misrepresented it. Well, e even if you look at the Johnny Kick Jazz that they did on, on, on Psychopathic, you yeah. know, he, they, they come to my, my part of the story and, and Joe just puts his head and goes, I didn't really like that guy too much. So, yeah. Yeah, man. But you're doing so that. But that's why I just kept, I just, I stayed, I, I, I had no place and, and, and they didn't invite me. So, so why would I try to go like, yeah, show my ass? Liars, right? I, I don't, right, right, right. I don't, I, I was living my own life, I'm having fun, I, and it's it was You're shining, cool, dude. You should have seen the people though. When I was in Chicago, living in Chicago, I'd be at a bar drunk, and I see people would come on like the stupid TV, dude. Like, uh -huh. I know those guys, <laughs> I recorded with those guys in my basement. People were like, 
<laughs> well, it's interesting how all the people we meet in our life, and it's like you can never predict the future. Did you feel like they were going to become what they became? Well, no, because I was kind of cynical about music in about 94, and I always believed that everybody, I, 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 I'll say this today, I believe everybody has an album in them. Uh -huh. I don't give a fuck if it's your Aunt Loretta. Uh -huh. She's got an album in her. Yeah. Everyone's got at least one album in them. Yeah. And, and, and I thought it was going to last four, five, six years. You know what I mean? I, I, I saw the wave that they were going to try to, 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 for Joe to take it to the level he did, dude. Yeah. It's just like, oh, I... I, I don't. That's why I said I don't know what to bow, beg, shake his hand, give him a hug, love tap. I, it's amazing. It, yeah. it, and I know Jump Steady was every bit a part of it as much as Shags and yeah. and, and Rudy. And, yeah. and I can't believe the, how what those guys put together. Did you ever? Did you ever hear the JJ Boys party on the top of the hill? Mm -hmm. Yeah, of course. Because that's kind of a legendary lost. Okay. Yeah. I, and then you're the first person I said this to. But of course, Johnny brought it over. Oh shoot! We were kids, man. Yeah. I, oh, you got this. I got this. You know what I mean? And and he played it, and he was humble about it. You know, he's like, oh, I ain't that good. You know what I mean? I mean, when we were doing intelligence violence, I more than offered Joey and Shaggy to be on. I'm like, you guys want to come here and grab a rap and uh -huh. do a verse? And Shaggy was first, but like, no, nah, dog, no, nah, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Yeah. He didn't wanna, you know what I mean? And then to see how much he surpassed me and he's grown. His lyrics are just better. It's just as good as Joe. I, I think he's almost better than Joe nowadays. I love Shaggy's I mean, the way he's rapping. You know what I love? His last album was dope. Yeah. So is. old school, OG, but still ICP. I love how his, like you though, you have very strong melodic hooks, especially on your new record. He is, all the melodic stuff with them, it took me years to figure out. Every time it was like a, a singing thing, if it wasn't Legs Diamond, it was Shaggy doing these interesting harmonies. Did he have like vocal melody skills back then or was that later? No, that was later. Yeah. That, yeah. That, that, that was a kid just growing into his own. Yeah. He, he was really just, he, he, he sat and just watched us. He was, he was learning from us. And yeah. now that I look back upon it, you know, he sat on that couch while me and Joe did our thing, you know, and he was, he was just sucking it all in as a yeah. young kid. He was 15. Yeah. Was who's, who did the cuts on that record? Me. The you still DJ? No. Yeah. That's, that's tight, man. No, 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 no. I just like to dance and rap sometimes. All the elements. Do you draw? Yeah. So you got all, all the all the elements mm -hmm. in you. We we're talking earlier about nerd culture and, ju and the juggalo culture crossover. Would you do you think this is a uh, what's the difference between a nerd and a juggalo, or is there one? I don't think there is one. Yeah. No, no, no. There's so many nerds in the juggalo culture. That's why they have the gaming community. Yeah. I mean, you went from Morton's List until you know Echo the. Uh, into the Echo side, so yeah. and I was at the at the Hollow Wicked, and to see this huge gaming room when there's like 50 Juggalos playing these games, and Jump Steady's like going from table to table, making sure everything's going out, and yeah, they, they do this. Big, I mean, DCG, you got to play it. Yeah, what did you think about it? I thought it was awesome. I mean, I thought it's just natural. You know, as, even with this problem that happened, yeah, you know what I mean? I yeah. kind of bummed out. That I was glad the show still happened, and I'm glad I still got to play. Yes, and, um, that. It's really about, you know, being a nerd is about being passionate about stuff. And I think it's interesting that Jump Steady calls nerds nerdies, right? He calls them nerdies and like how that's his thing of pride or like the flu the term flubes Jay talks about in the book. Did he use that around you, the term flubes? No, no, no. That's yeah. a kind of a new term. I didn't even know he talked about that in the book. Flubes? Like, flubes being like the predecessor to Juggalo, right? Okay. So like being someone who just kind of doesn't, doesn't really care what people think about them. Yeah, yeah. And- to they're me, into their own world. They're into their own thing. Their own. That, that, you yeah. know what? That's kind of my son right now. I tell you, this kid is just in his own world. He's into his own thing. 
Is he a game? Are you, your kids gamers or not? Yes, my son is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But he loves to watch people play games. This is this yeah. weird thing about like the new Twitch. generation. Yeah, right. Watching people play games Watching people and play go games. through them. Yes. And that way he, when he gets on Minecraft, he doesn't question anything. He's just like... They learn from it. Well, it's yes. like Shaggy watching you guys work. Like you learn by seeing people create in this world, right? No, you didn't say that. <laughs> so anyhow. Last question. Okay. If you could go back, what advice would you give yourself as a kid? Pay more attention to your credit. <laughs> That's what I'm telling myself. Yeah. 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 Don't live... Uh, I, I wouldn't take anything back. I, I, I'm glad that I got to be somebody who, who got to be a part of something early on in life and then sit back for 30 years and then do something about it. I really am enjoying this. Yeah. I, I don't have any animosity. I, I don't have no regrets about it all. Yeah. I really don't. And when it comes to music, that's what you're thinking. Um, no, I, I love what I do for a living. You know, I, I, I love my kids. I love where I'm at in life. I love the city I live in. There's not too much I, re, I regret. It worked out. I went, yeah, it does. You're making new records, and maybe you wouldn't be making records 30 years later if they, if it hadn't been such a... Maybe you would have. I don't know. But I don't know. I did, right now, I just want to make a song with you. Yeah, let's do it. In Cold Blood. In Cold Blood. D-Lyrical, I am honored you're here. I'm honored to have you at our show tonight, and uh, I love your record, and I love talking to you, and I'm glad we could clear up the misattribution stuff on YouTube and... Such a great word. Where I was wrong, and I'm glad you jumped in the mix, and I apologize for that, and like it's been an honor talking to you and getting to know you and now we're homies so let's oh my god we're so much homies dude much love to you ours much love to lyrical where, where fools find the record what do you want to send them oh uh just to my facebook page or, or dlyrical1.bandcamp.com um it's there you can download it or just get in touch with me personally on my fan uh, on my facebook i don't have no um celebrity page or nothing like that it's dale mitten jr um and just uh private message me and and i'll send you out a cd or something if you want one how fresh is that? That's tight. I right, well, thank you for being on the podcast today. And uh, please follow D Lyrical because he's doing great things. This has been awesome. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop.